Do you want an insight into the minds of the industry professionals? Then there's only one place to be. One place to be. The Ins and Out Podcast with your host, Kane Silver. In this episode of the Ins and Outs Podcast, I speak to a professional dancer, choreographer, creative director, Mr. Jay Ravel. It was our first carpool convo. I think that's what we call it. I managed to catch him after rehearsals. We, I was taking class. He was in rehearsals. We sat in his car and we just spoke. We spoke about how he became a dancer, a bit about his journey, what he's aspiring to do with his career. Now he's a choreographer and creative director and where he wants to go. And we talk about some of his goals and many other things. Hope you enjoy. Here is Jay Ravel. And we're in, motherfucker. What's up, Jay? Hey Kane, you alright, bro? I'm good, man. It's been a minute. I know, man. This is nice sitting in your you. in your new whip, just <laughs> having a chat. It's like James Corden, but not karaoke carpool. I know, it's, it's like, like kar- silent carpool, karaoke convos. Yep, I like that. Yeah, it's good, right? You should I'm, keep that. Should one. make this a thing. Yep. Just drive around chatting shit with people in the car. <laughs> um, so you just finished rehearsals. What are you rehearsing for? Um, I was prepping just now for. A project we've got coming up with Little Mix. Oh, sick! Yeah, they just break the cover. They just break the secret. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> give me I mean, that look. It's the first time I've kind of like said it out loud, kind of thing. And I, I like to. Um, I've just come to this situation in life now where I feel like when I vote, you know, some people feel like when they vocalize something, like oh, it should happen for them. Yeah, and I've started to feel like when you vocalize something. It doesn't happen, even when it's happening. It's you know, like trust me, like anything can like change in an instant. And um, yeah, like I've just had many situations where things haven't worked out on different projects for various reasons, you know, strategic reasons, whatever. But just always feel like anything that was ever a problem came up because it came out of someone's mouth. Yeah, (laughs) you know, so. I don't know. I guess I'm getting superstitious in my old age. Old age. Hardly old. Bro, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't, you know what it is? It's not even about being older. I guess I guess my life scenario just feels so different uh, to the people that are around me um, in work now. Yeah. You know, the other dancers and stuff, and even the dancers that I was, I was dancing alongside. So it doesn't mean I feel feel older. I guess there's just... Just different things on my plate. Yeah, it's uh, you're in a completely different position than you were ten years ago. Yeah, and that, and that's just not with work. That's you know with with life. You know, my son's nine. Just you know where I'm living, what I'm choosing to try and you know do next, which feels you know what feels responsible. The things I think about in my spare time, like investments and pensions, and you know, like kind of Great. what happens even next from the fact that I'm even two stages past where I was as a dancer, you know, like yeah. what's next? <laughs> what do you see next? Um, I mean, as a creator, I hope for things to go a lot further. I I really want them to bring back the Oscar for choreography and film uh-huh. and I want to win it. And Sick. I, I always grew up loving cinema and cinema and things on wax are some of the biggest reasons why I even love dance. So it would really be something special to me to really push into the world of of you know working on movies and stuff like that and just thinking about creating from a cinema you know more cinematic point of view because mm-hmm. it's where i try and think anyway but the work you know kind of is you know done in so many different formats there but never 
never a, never a film yet. So. Yeah. Well, it, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen now more than ever because I feel like they're actually shooting a lot of films here now. Like shooting films here, I mean, it doesn't have to be here. No, I know. It doesn't have to be. But it makes it easier, do you know what I'm saying? It makes it in a closer reach, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I feel like it could happen. And I mean, that's not the only thing, you know, I really, that's as a choreographer, that's one of the things I want to do. I I would love to do more in fashion. I'd love to tap into some of the areas that really interest me, but I haven't, Mm -hmm. you know, really um, done a lot of work in yet. And they're the things that inspire me. They're the things that I look at, you know, got a high interest in fashion, high interest in cinema. And um, they're the areas where I don't, I don't, you know, play a lot. So yeah. I really want to play in those areas. When, and when you say fashion, do you mean like doing your own clothing label kind of stuff? No, or do you no. mean like creating for fashion shows? I mean like creating, you know, for fashion shows, for fashion films, for shoots, just, just things that allow you to be creative in a different way. But then, uh, you know, really really cater to having a beautiful aesthetic as well Mm -hmm. and i want to make some work that you take away and you're like wow like sometimes it might not have been the most choreographically challenging piece but the thought process behind it the message behind it but then also the way it was captured Mm -hmm. was was beautiful and I'm, i'm finding that work like that very different to the work that i grew up really enjoying is is really drawing my attention so yeah and i think there's an element of freedom freedom within it you know that that when you're attached to you know say music you can you can get you can you can storytell on your own terms a little bit more and the main aim of maybe the clothes that are in you know in the piece are to show them off really well mm-hmm. and that's yeah that's a start going a bit more a different thing uh, uh, something with more depth than just movement i guess so yeah something with more depth than just movement and uh you know i i don't know i i always I always say to when I'm in rehearsals and stuff like that, you know, dance for no reason is is really pointless. Even when it is something that is really poppy or commercial or whatever, like I always try and find a way, even if it's in my own head and it's not shared with anyone else, to have a story behind why the movement is going that way. Mm-hmm. And even if I make the movement as a framework, but then when I'm staging it or putting it on people, I make that more apparent to myself, you know, because I just feel like the movement is just a vessel sometimes. They're like, you want the audience to to feel what the message of the song or the kind of like the energy of the, the piece in general, mm-hmm. you know, it kind of, they're the, well, it's relate. the ways I think sometimes. Yeah, de- yeah, definitely. Definitely. I've just found over years that I find that, even though I would think that that was the way most people think, I've, I've realized it's not, you know, and, uh-huh. And you can only do what feels most natural to you, but that's my most natural place to kind of like to start from. Yeah, no, that makes sense. What made you want to dance? Because when you're you're like super athletic, do you know what I mean like <laughs> like you are like I like I said to you, we, we were walking to the car and I said to you like oh the day of rest tomorrow and I was like you don't rest. <laughs> like I always remember even when I first moved to London at like twenty, you'd be the one who's like what have you done this morning, bro? And you'd be like I've run, I've been to the gym, I've done boxing, and I'm like yeah cool, it's one one in the afternoon. Like have you always like what got you into dance? Because I feel like that's not what your first intention was. Oh my god, man, dance was definitely. My entry into dance was so random. I um, I had nothing to do with with it at all, and I've went with someone who was in the year above me at my school to go and visit the Brit School, uh-huh. and just to go and look around and go and see it. And um, if I'm honest, I'd never seen anything like it in my life. Like 
music studios and like dance studios and all this stuff. Like I went to a regular school in Kilburn and um and no one did anything like that. Uh-huh. You know, so not to that level, you know, the stuff you saw on TV. And I was just like, wow, like I really want to come here. And then also gonna double up on that, you know, I was fifteen years old. I'd never seen as many hot girls as that <laughs> in my life. Like, and I mean, half of them didn't even go there. They were on the they yeah, were on yeah. the visit themselves. You know what I mean? But like, I was bamboozled. My boy was applying to be in production. You know, to like do set design and and all the backstage kind of stuff. And and I I decided, hey, I never danced before. Like, figure this out. Yeah, why not? You know, I played around with a bit of music, like like doing some DJing and being a part of certain like kind of music projects when I was when I was younger. And I'd done some acting, like in like kind of like youth theatre productions in mm-hmm. my area and in school. And I was like, dance is something I've never done before. Let's do it. Told my mum, she was like, what? <laughs> what? You play football, Jay? I know, <laughs> yeah, and I and I was, and I got uh, I got um, into the football academy at Richmond, and um, and I was going to go there, and I was going to do academic subjects as well. Like I, I kind of had a good brain for them things, and and then yeah, and then I auditioned, and I ended up getting in, and the rest is is history, man. What? Like I didn't look back. What was that like, like your first experience going to like full-time dance education, I guess, oh. without any experience? I mean, I'm kind of a, like a balls deep kind of person. Like, so yeah. I'll I'll throw myself right in the deep end and see if I can swim and try and grab onto the edges and, you know, yeah. keep my head above water. And I won't lie, after about six months in there, like I really thought I need to maybe think about starting again, like yeah. going somewhere else and re- and just erasing that that year, yeah. you know, like it's not going to work. Um, a lot of the people who had been going there had been dancing since they were like, you know, three, four years old and were great. And I guess what I was really struggling with was the learning curve of um, just generally the learning curve. Like everything to me was like the first time I'd seen it, the first time I'd seen a step will change, the first time I'd seen a tap shuffle, the first time I'd seen a plie. Yeah. Like not like, oh yeah, you've just got to do it over and over again. It was like my first time seeing it. Yeah, every no, single minute of every single every day was a first time. Exactly. And I was like, whoa, like this is this is difficult. But I, I don't really have a, as much as I thought that, I, I don't really have a given up kind of attitude. I find it difficult because mm-hmm. you're very competitive. Competitive to competitive more with myself than anything else. Yeah. Um, I know my own standards. I know what I want to achieve, and I always say it because those people always come to me and say, "Oh, you're really competitive." This and you know, I don't want to play board games with you. You're really competitive. It's like, or I don't want to, wouldn't want to race you or this and you know, It's like, I'm only competitive if it's a real competition. Yeah. If I feel like it's a competition, and I view challenging myself as a bigger competition, and often challenging someone, someone else, else. Um, because I always think to myself really and truthfully when it comes to like getting in the trenches mm. you haven't got what I've got yeah you, I can dig you, deep like. yeah like I ain't got a ceiling brother I'm, I'll go I'm, I'll die for this yeah. you know like I will I'll go to the to the end I'm going beyond in. where you're going yeah. like whatever you want to try and do no nah, bro I was I was like I'm not yeah I'm going beyond that so yeah, my biggest competition was with myself and a lot of, especially at that time being younger, you didn't really talk to people. So I didn't, um, 
I didn't really express that to anyone and I just kind of got on with it. Mm. And um yeah. Were you the the shit one at everything? In school? Yeah. You know what? Tell one one of for sure. For a while. Yeah. Um not always. Because I can't after. imagine you being it for long. Not there were there were things that I got good at pretty quick. And there were things that I um there were things that definitely needed needed work. Yeah. <laughs> but I had like great people around me, um, you know, in my class at, at college that you know, I don't even think they maybe know it, you know, now because you just don't have those conversations with your young. But I was in the same class as Brooke Milner, mm-hmm. um, who was a big influence on me. You know, he was who I used to go with to Huskies after after school. Mm. And we used to go to like C&C and like take four hour class. We used to go to Plague's class and stuff like that. And it broadened my mindset to, you know, the other things within the dance realm that I wanted to be a part of the big characters as well. You know, like back in the day, like all the black working dancers were at Huskies mm-hmm. from seven till 11 o'clock or from six till 10. And there was just an energy there that was just like really, really infectious that I wanted to be a part of. And him, another guy called Kamal, um, it was just great to be around these guys, you know, they, they'd they been at the Brit School for longer than me, and but they've also danced their whole lives and they just had a love for it. And I don't know, we, we it was it was nice to be kind of like accepted by them, even though, you know, now thinking about it, looking back, that's like having, you know, the shit football player on your team for a hot second. Yeah. But then, you know, they yeah. kind of like, yeah. they they make it work. And yeah, it was... It was it was it was good to have people like that around me. That that kind of broke me in mm-hmm. a little bit more. Yeah, accepted you, but saw your potential. Obviously, well, I don't know if I think I don't know if they saw my potential, but it, there was they. You know, we we were there. We were boys, and uh-huh. um, and having them around me was was really you know was a good energy for me to be able to learn, but also be able to be able to fail in. Be able to mess up in, because that's sometimes where you. That is that is what learning is, man. If you're, oh, 100%. If, you're if you're too afraid to fail, how are you ever going to get anything any better at something you don't know? So, they, yeah, they they allowed me. There were two people that allowed me to fail. Yeah, because that's teaching you lessons. Do you mean yeah. failing is lessons? Exactly, and then just the love for it. Like we didn't stop dancing. We didn't stop and I would dance at a bus stop, at the tube station, on the tube. I'll be practicing locking that like I'd done with Turbo the night before. I'll be practicing the first times of doing like a baby freeze. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just like, just anywhere I could and having no shame with it. Like, mm. I don't know, just no shame about just dancing. Like, absolutely. Yeah madman you know obviously all you thought about (laughs) all i thought about yeah man and the frequency of doing it like obviously it gets you you know you improve yeah in those moments and you improve you improve quick yeah like if you put the actual the time and the effort in yeah it's not such a long process if you really dedicated to it yeah and when you start noticing the changes yeah you know it just it's like fuel to the fire yeah you're like i keep going and going and going definitely um how did you what happened when you left school? 
how did you get into being a working dancer? Because I feel like for most people, that transition's the hardest. I, I was I was lucky, I, and it's why my last year at Brit was really good for me, is because I got my first gigs whilst I was still at Brit. Mm-hmm. So some of the first ones I got were like being extras in music videos, yeah, um, Mystique and people like that. And then um, I was also when I was after my first year, I was also on a dance TV show that I always forget that I was even on. But what one? It's great to be on that. It's called Bump and Grind. I remember like, Bump and Grind. Were you on Darren's or Louis's team? Um, but it, they didn't have teams like that back then. I don't know. On the first one, it was on the first season. The I don't remember one. if there was even a, a team. It was Darren. Henderson, right? Who was Darren Henderson? The guy from Darren's Dance Grooves, the Britney and stuff. Was no, no, he one? wasn't even on it. They no? just had judges. They had like Mark Summers, um, Aisha, Louis was a part of the show and yeah. stuff. I'm trying to remember the format. This is like 16 years ago now. And I remember I wasn't even meant to audition for it. I just showed up to go and see like two of my boys, Ashley and Turbo, and they were there auditioning and... And I kind of like jumped on their backs. I didn't realize they were on camera at that point in time. And literally like what went out on TV was literally like a fluke moment of me trying to grab them and say <laughs> hello. Because I obviously recognized one had braids, one had dreads. I was like, ah, oh, but boys. And then, oh, sh- sh- there's a camera. <laughs> and then um, when an audition, I remember a choreographer called Paulette was one of the people who was like picking people out and stuff. And I went through that. And that was that was great. Like that was great to be part of something like that. Constant training and whatnot. And then also from doing all the extra works and all those videos, I ended up getting, uh, I ended up working with Beverly Knight um, and had like people in the cast, like Kenrick was in it. Um, Jack I, I remember that video. That's what, where you got uh, braids, right? I had braids. Yeah. yeah. It's the only job I had when I had long hair. Only job that I got that I think you can still find on TV. Yeah. There are other ones. I've seen it on YouTube. I saw it on YouTube. It's when they walk through all the different rooms <laughs> yeah, yeah. and you do the popping bit. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who hasn't seen it, go and search it. What no, song man. is it? I can't remember. Just... Yeah, we'll play a game called Spot J. Yes, you can remember, no, no, bro. No, you I don't even look that. like you. You had puppy fat and everything. <laughs> um, and oh man, that was a long time ago. Long time ago, and and that that I would tell you something. Just being in that rehearsal process for mm. a job. Woof. What got me working straight out of coming out of college was my addiction to working. Yeah, like doing that job. My learning curve for dance went like, like, if you if you think about like how you learn something and it's like on a kind of like a steady, like line. Yeah. Like as soon as I done a job and got paid, it spiked. Yeah, yeah. It spiked. I was like, this is there's a there's a reward to, to this. Like there's a benefit. <laughs> there's a reward. There's a buzz. There's a you know just just being in the just being in the process, man. Like that was, that was cool. Uh-huh. You know. Like that was sick, and um, and yeah, and from there, I just, I just worked hard, man. I worked mm. hard and um, had great opportunities come my way when I was really young, and um, I got on a little bit of a hot streak for a while where I felt like everything I was going for, I was booking, and that was, that was you know commercials as well. That was mm. kind of corporate things. That was fashion stuff, not just artist things, and. And um, and with that, your confidence goes up. And then your confidence with learning, with doing things, this, that, and the other, like it, you feel warm with it, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, and yeah, and and that was that was great. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, how, how, how long were you a dancer? Like, obviously you still are a dancer, but before you went into creative um, stuff. 
I was probably uh, my dancing career was ten years. Ten years. Yeah. I, I mean, I remember when I first started. That was your hot. That was when you were in your your prime. You know, your hot streak. And How you were literally was that? like <laughs> 2010, okay. 2011. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's about right. 2010. Yeah, coming to the end though. Yeah, and you were like buzzing. And then I went to LA and came back. And you were no longer dancing. And I was like, what's uh, happened? And then you're yeah. a choreographer from like, boom, nowhere. Yeah. Like, how did that happen? <laughs> what was the transition? Because it was literally like, it was you were dancing on every job. I disappeared for like two and a half years and I came back and you were choreographing every job. And I was like, well, that was a transition real quick. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, the choreography thing came, I knew that at some point it was all going to change. Mm. And I... I wanted to kind of make some moves to do something different before I was kind of maybe forced to make some moves. And mm. it didn't mean I didn't love dance anymore, but I still had a real desire in my head, just the way I thought about lots of jobs and like even as a performer thought about kind of like had a, quite an actor mentality to mm. approaching a job, approaching an audition, even like finding the character, finding the story, finding the reason. And I was, I ended up dating another successful dancer at that time. And she wanted to pursue music mm -hmm. and I wanted to pursue my acting. And we thought, oh, a way for us to kind of take a step back from the dance game was like, we've got loads of connections here. We've got, we've been doing this for a long while. Let's both go into, um, let's both start trying to push like creating and choreography and see if anyone's interested. Mm -hmm. And, um, Luckily, some people were interested. Luckily, also as well, we really had the hunger to do things like submissions and stuff like that. Mm. And we did, and we were winning things, and we were we were doing it. And it, I soon realized that this was a real love of mine. And I think a love of mine more than it was a love for her. Mm -hmm. And um, and so that relationship didn't work out for other reasons. And um, I stayed doing it. And funnily enough, she fell into acting and has really flourished in that. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't even know if music's part of what she does anymore, but, um, and creating became part of mine. So it wasn't even part of the plan to mm -hmm. stay creating. And as I just realized the amount of freedom it just allowed you to have. And I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed creating for a show. I, I don't know if I could do stuff like teach class every week or do anything like that. Mm -hmm but creating for a show, creating with an idea, it gave me the same buzz as performing did and, and being able to jump from the different things and the different ideas and different flows. Well, I guess as good. a dancer, you're always, like I always say, we're, we're like professional guinea pigs. Mm. Like we're, <laughs> we're really good at like being trial and error. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. someone goes, oh, let's see if this works. You guys do it. And we yeah. figure it out and we make it work or yeah. we don't, whatever. But then now being as a creative, you're in the position where now, you get to be the not the controller of the guinea pig, but you yeah. know what I mean like then it's like oh my ideas get to play. And did you ever find as a dancer like you'd be like it you'd be in a rehearsal on a job and something would happen and your brain goes because I I get this a lot mm. and I go I know how to fix this. Like yeah, I, and you go I know how to fix this, but I'm gonna yeah. shut the fuck up because like but yeah. in your brain and then you start going because you know you do it so much and it becomes yeah. such a regular thing. You know things that do and don't work. Yeah, and then that's what kind of gives you the itch and goes. I could have fixed that quicker or yeah. I, I know a way around this or this is an easier solution. I mean, those and that's what definitely came And that's up. what plants the seed of going, I could do this. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I Did mean, you find was, that? I found that and there was many years of assisting as well. Um, people that allowed me to be in that position where it was like, I could 
solve those problems for someone kind of being on the outside but my opinion mattered without stepping on toes without stepping on toes because it was kind of my job yeah because as notice. a dancer you kind of don't want to say that because yeah. you're like i don't want to get grilled because it's exactly. not my place exactly so so yeah i was and i was i was lucky i had some really good relationship to people i worked with so even as a dancer i felt like you know i could not necessarily always like a leader or a dance captain because for a very long time I was always the youngest person on everything but I think once that changed another wave of people came through I kind of had the trust of a lot of people I worked with mm -hmm. and and um and was able to find a way to maybe you know say my opinion or help out it without without stepping on too many toes yeah um and it was always for the love of the job I think I think for I think for some people you can see they're kind of like their nature or their hunger or this, that, and the other. And I think for me, even to this day, I think one thing working with me you can realize is like my enjoyment for what I do, mm -hmm. you know, kind of outweighs, in the moment, outweighs any kind of ambition. Yeah. Like, it's like, I just want this to be good. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's true. And what I noticed from working with you as well, you're 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 the opposite way to being offended or thinking someone's step on your toes. You yeah. always go, oh yeah, let's try that. Let's yeah, figure that yeah. out. And. You, and I've noticed you're very good at hiring people to help you, even if it's something where you're like, right, this isn't what I'm, what my forte mm. is. Like, we did a job for the cruise ship thing. Oh, yeah. And you had to learn other styles. And you're yeah. like, okay, this ain't my style. So I'm going to get someone to help me who understands yeah, yeah, yeah. this. Like, most choreographers don't do that, especially in this country. I mean, we did stuff like me and Leanne, who's like my na my main number two. Ming Ming. Ming Ming. We um we go on some missions together because we put ourselves. She, I mean, I hope she enjoys it because I put us in some predicaments, man. I'm like, I want to make up a flamenco number. She's like, yeah. I'm Neither like, of yeah. us know how to do this. So shit. you know what? We did like two days of flamenco workshops with a friend of mine, basically doing flamenco privates, learning what is the technique. Are the hands meant to be like this? Is the footwork the most important? What are all the postures all about? And this, that, and the other, and basically having it broken down and and finding out the hardest thing to understand with flamenco is the music. Yeah. Like understanding and counting the music, the different styles of guitar music is like, oh, it's crazy and. Yeah, that job was crazy because it allowed us to explore. But that's what made it super exciting. But yeah. at the same time, we went and learned these things so that we could then put our spin on it and implement it in our own way and create with a vocabulary that we tried to build up quickly and used our experiences as dancers, I guess, as working dance to be like, how much information can we take right now? And doesn't mean we were we were perfect. We were respectful to the styles, but definitely using using what we learned to our advantage and stuff and I, yeah, like you said, I, I, like I said, I, I'm not in everyone's process anymore as a dancer anymore. So mm -hmm. I, I don't know what other people are doing, but I know what I see, yeah. and I see that I'm often the only choreographer who does the work that I do in a class or in yeah. a. I don't often see like as many people um, in the same places of me to still gain knowledge. Yeah. But it doesn't mean they're not. They're yeah. just. I still like to keep it kind of grassroots yeah. sometimes. I, I, and I only mention that because I know that you do that. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I've seen you do that. We've discussed that you go, yeah. oh, I don't know this. So me and Ming went and learned something to yeah. make sure we could do it properly. <laughs> and sometimes not even just for a job, sometimes just for the love, man. Like yeah. I go and try stuff all the time. I think it's really important. Yeah. Well, if you're not learning, you mean you're going backwards. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know. <laughs> and, that, and that's what I, mi I miss being in. I miss being in rehearsals. As a dancer, because you still take quite a lot of class. It, like, you know, uh, there's this thing in there when people come, like, 
a professional dancer or a choreographer always all of a sudden they stop training yeah or they stop advancing but you even as a choreographer you still take regular class yeah like you still train a lot i saw yeah. like on your instagram this week you've been in the studio vibing with people and like yeah. you know i mean you went to a freestyle hip-hop session this week i did after eight hours of prepping choreography we were broken by the time we got there mm. but yeah i did that i took michael naylor's class last week who i've never taken before he's um, an alien he he's something else man i tell you that much yeah he's definitely he's definitely talented the other week around christmas time i was in b-boy and i did house i go to like foundation like i go like to contemporary technique class like so you're getting them front tucks back at gymnastics i'm back in gymnastics doing <laughs> free well i was actually trying to learn webster but that's the technique for learning webster yeah. to take off from one foot and whatnot so i'm just trying to bring things back you know trying to stay young trying to stay you know <laughs> fresh just in case you know that big tour comes along and i decide i'm packing it all in i'm going back on the road <laughs> or you're gonna create and dance <laughs> that i will not do again i've learned my lesson you've done that right i've done that what did I've you do that, on? that i did that on um i did that on alexandra burke's project i did that on quite a few projects when i was younger like loads of different corporate kind of things and then even just things that i was assisting on and mm. assisting and dancing i used to assist christian storm was probably a person i assisted most regularly and I definitely got to a place where, especially with my own work, that I was just like, this is a lot. Mm. It's a lot. To be Knowing everyone's it. shit and yours. Yes, yeah, what? <laughs> um, and I guess I, I don't think, because my work isn't just as a choreographer anymore, I don't think I really have the capacity to do that anymore. I think that would be too much. I think I'll be asking too much of myself and the responsibilities I have for other, with other yeah. things, you know. Um, in life and in yeah in work you yeah know? yeah um, do you find it hard to separate your work life from your normal life because your work life is so in depth like do you know what I mean you do you spend a lot of time when you're out of the house and it's work yeah do you find it hard to separate that I do um, like I I even had to say to my um, other half the other day I had to tell her that I'm not probably going to be normal again until the end of this week yeah. because my mind is so much on wanting to do a good job on the project that I'm on right now um, that I can't really shake it. Um, so I guess that's a detriment. Also, we own our own company now. Like mm -hmm. it's our baby, like we're, we're on. Mm -hmm. I'm always on and this past week, my business partners were away on holiday, much deserved holiday as well. So I was kind of holding the fort on things across multiple time zones and stuff like that. And and sometimes it's like, you're not even trying to let it bleed into your personal life, but I'll be at a birthday party at two o'clock in the morning. And you're figuring and I'm shit like, out. And America's awake now. So like, so what's happening email. <laughs> in LA? Oh, cool. What response to this now? Blah, 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 blah. So, so yeah, I, I definitely, the aim is balance. Yeah, well, the aim for everything, and everyone always says the aim is balance, but I'm yeah. a believer in actually people who are great at, like, something, like The Rock, yeah? yeah. Like, uh, The Rock, uh, I'm sure he's shit with his family, and I don't oh. mean that in a bad way, because he's so busy, he's out yeah. all the time, everything is work. Like, you don't see home time a lot. Yeah. I know that even being, you know, to the level that I've got within my career, like, spending time with my girlfriend is a rare thing, and she's always like, can we have a, like, we got to dedicate one day yeah. together, where it's like, this is our day. Yeah. I mean, and I can't even imagine how having your own business and your own company and having so many projects, how that must affect 
you know what the advantage real life the advantage with creating not even as a choreographer but like really and truthfully the position i'm in now where i feel blessed is that from a financial point of view and from a responsibility on a job point of view i have the opportunity now to to on on occasion have my family with me at work Mm. and that not to seem like a weird thing to my clients. Yeah. And for that to be something that's understood and accepted and and it gives them something special to come and do and be a part of. And it also, you know, it gives me that those moments of, of family time and relief that I need. Mm-hmm. Um, my business partner's really lucky. They're married to each other. So yeah. that's a real advantage for them. And I... And I'm not married to anyone, but I also don't have like, you know, partner or, or, you know, my son Mm -hmm. or family with me at work. So, so those opportunities are really, really precious. And, and that is the one advantage of being in the position I am now is that sometimes because I'm not in the trenches like that, I can, Mm -hmm. or I am the person in charge of putting a call sheet together or whatever. I can just have space delegated for that. Yeah. Or yeah. Space delegated for that have my son come to it. You know, if mm-hmm. I'm in charge of rehearsal, no one's going to look like sideways at the yeah. fact that like I've had yeah. my people come into my space. And, you know, I I feel lucky that I'm doing what I do in the place that I'm from. Mm-hmm. And I always think about, you know, when I think about how busy I am and how much I might not get to see people, I, I try and think, I, I always try and think about people who are worse off in any situation. And I think about the people who are doing this, who are away from home. Yeah. And how that creates its difficulties, but also, channels your focus to just do what you do mm-hmm. as well but i can imagine I, I i know how difficult it is for some people some mm-hmm. people who i'm really close to who are who find it really hard you know because i do find that as performers sometimes we see ourselves solely as performers or entertainers yeah. and we don't see ourselves as humans yeah and i feel like as soon as you that registers you go oh shit i need to invest in being a human a bit more do you know what i mean yeah it's a it's a big part of um it's a big part of where I'm at in life for sure. Yeah, me too. Like the past like two years, yeah. three have been delegated to like, right, f- family and friends and yeah. like close people. Yeah. It is more of a priority than work because mm. money is money and work is fantastic. Yeah. But my love is somewhere else as yes, well, you know? Exactly. I agree with that wholeheartedly. I also agree, and it's very weird coming from me because I always felt like I had this balanced out, but, you know, real genuine focus and concern on my own mental health and well-being as well and realizing that you know not impervious like i'm not invincible in any way shape or form i'm tough as nails Mm. and i wouldn't you know mess with me on a wrong kind of day but the reality of it is 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 that i'm affected by the pressures that i put myself under Uh and i I feel other people are putting me under and um and uh, need to be very conscious of of those things and and just everything else that that happens as well mm-hmm. um yeah it's it's different as it's different and you f- you face different kinds of rejection when you're a creator as well you know like different to when you're just a dancer and you don't get it yeah because when you're a dancer you don't get it you're too short there's you can, a, you can you know, see there's it a, there's you a can there's see normally it, yeah. a reason you're not good enough yet. yeah so so yeah, you have some different things that maybe play with what kind of things like reject as a creator. Like obviously, besides just your idea isn't as good as theirs or something. The idea is not as good as theirs, and yeah, that can kind of you know come up and and um, 
you're not you're not the right style nowadays you might not have as many instagram followers which blows or, my absolute mind because that yeah. doesn't mean shit <laughs> yeah you know you know little things as well you know and it's not sometimes something you can put your finger on it's like you know you can deliver on it but you're not maybe your your name is like not of the moment enough no matter how much you're actually doing or how gifted you are mm-hmm. um they can they can all be things and it, it's all about where you put your attention to so then you get into the scramble i must i must create more content i must put more things online i must teach more i must like do this you know and blah mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah and it's like no you don't no you well, don't. well i've got this theory like uh the more people which are creating content for everyone to see just shows that they've got more free time yeah do you know what i mean the people yeah. that you see which well the people that you don't really see yeah they're probably busy. Yeah, I <laughs> they, mean, they probably got shit going. That's on. true, but as the thing is, as we move further and further into this age of of every of a lot of people use Instagram as a tool to reference and pull from, mm-hmm. and social media in general, is that you find that you're also getting a younger generation uh, or a generation who's more kind of um, leaning towards doing that. Who are the people also picking for the job? Mm-hmm. That being artists, that being whatever. So they're not sitting there thinking that person must be busy they're not even thinking that they're yeah, just yeah. like the instagram output is just is is all they understand mm-hmm. and so so that comes up but i remember back in the day i remember um brian friedman telling me that he'd hired <laughs> what he called like a, a youtube hero yeah <laughs> to work with him on a tv show as a as a choreographer and he was like he was like they 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 can hack it they connect speeds like you know when things weren't on their uh-huh. own time and that's not to say that would happen to everyone but tell you something like you you've got to scramble if you've got to pull 12 different numbers out your backside yeah. in like you know yeah. like three days and yeah. stuff being a dancer and learning that is one thing let alone yeah. creating it and you've got to sacrifice certain things mm-hmm. certain things you know to to do that and you've you've got to have your brain has to work in a different kind of way so I think there's room for everyone for different types of things and they, they find what they're good at. Like, I, I think I'm geared towards that. I yeah. think I'm geared towards working fast, under pressure, um, you know, creating in that kind of way. But everyone's different. Well, uh, you like pressure because, like I said, you've been up since seven. You put pressure on yourself to do as much <laughs> as you can in a day. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, man. I'm just, you know, I try and do what makes me feel good. I try and do what makes me, like, really, I knew today... I had a big meeting that was a little bit stressed about. That's kind of had me like having some restless nights, not because of anything bad, just more putting pressure on myself to do, to do well, I guess. To be better. Yeah. And you know, just, just feeling it, just, Mm. just, just, just feeling it in my, in my stomach that, that, yeah, I just really wanted this to go right. Yeah. You know, really excited. And so I got up this morning and I went and did yoga because I also felt like that might make my body feel better because yeah. I knew after I have all those long meetings, mm-hmm. I've then still got a prep between five and nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. And I want to make sure that like, you know, I've done something for myself that like makes me feel good, doesn't feel tight, blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, you know. Because you do so, look yeah. like you are, you are one person as well. You do take care of yourself. Like you're very healthy. Try like to you, be consistent, man. Yeah, you put a lot of time. <laughs> no, but you do. You put a lot of time into you before you can put it into other things. Yeah. Like 
I remember we like we did the cruise ship. You'd be up running first thing in the morning. Like there's, you yeah. always put effort into you before you can put it into other things. And I, I believe for anyone, that's a recipe for longevity. I think it's their form. I think everyone needs to find their form of meditation. Like, and this is on a human level outside of the industry, outside of what you know we're talking about today, is that what I've learned about you know finding that moment where because meditation. And this is me making this up by no means I'm not a massive book reader so but I've I just kind of like with your experience work things yeah. out by denomination but to me meditation is obviously finding that clear headspace where you know you can find peace and ease and I think people genuinely find it in different things mm-hmm. like not always just like sitting there with like someone like doing the gong or you know whatever you know so i know that i find mine in physical activities same i like mine in a physical stress that's what clears my head i'm literally like like i'm nowhere i'm not checking for anything i'm not thinking about anything it's very instinctive and i'm just there and i'm in the moment and i'm present Mm -hmm. and um I think, yeah, that's that's more why I do it. Also, I'd be an absolute nightmare if I didn't sweat every day. An yeah. absolute nightmare, man. I've got I've got I've got some energy to burn. Yeah, you've got like ADHD like <laughs> I don't you know what, yeah. I've never been like I've never been tested for anything like that. There must be a little something, something wrong with me. Like not to say that you ADHD is something wrong with me, but Well you don't stay still very often. Nah. Like this is the stillest I've seen you in like probably ten years. I'm getting old now. Like you're sat in a chair, you haven't you've just been yeah. moving your head and that's it. You know, I'm getting old now, I'm getting, you know, peaceful, namaste. What um what <laughs> kind of thing <laughs> namaste? What kind of things do you think as a in this uh entertainment industry, what are some of the hardest things that you've had to face? Oh, I mean, it's different for everyone. Because we're we're in the era of everyone showing the glamour. And the whole thing I'm trying to get across is not that I don't want everyone to see the downside of it, but I want everyone to see the reality of what we go through and the reality of what it takes to make it. And that, you know, I don't want people to see just the the success of Jay Ravel because the struggles of Jay Ravel are what make the success. Do you know what I mean? Like you said, failure is learning. Yeah. So what are some of the struggles that you found along the way? I mean, not having people trust you when you know you can do something amazingly well. Um, that's been something, you know, moving into moving into being a creative director and a designer and a producer as well. That's been that's been something that's difficult to take, you know, when you've come from something where you do have so much trust and people know what you do and stuff like that. Um I'd say I'd say I've been really really lucky that i haven't professionally professionally i'm definitely coming from a first world place like i haven't really had the setbacks Mm -hmm. that some people around me have had and i haven't had the the knockbacks that have really like knocked people for six at all um by any means so i find it quite hard to actually con i've i've had kind of a steady forward movement in Mm-hmm. that I feel really really thankful for if I'm if I'm honest and really really lucky to have because I don't think everyone's journey is like that no um, not at all and and that that's been good I think there's been moments where it's been close to I've never felt like I've had to compromise my character at all which has also been really really good I've kind of able to get through this by being me um but it's been moments and things that I've seen that 
I haven't always felt most comfortable with or assumptions about me because of where I'm from or what I'm like or dare I say it you know like assumptions about me because I'm half black do you know what I mean like what I might be capable of Mm. and what I might think about and what I might be interested in Mm. do you know what I mean like I had a meeting I had a meeting with some clients from Korea the other day and at the other at the end of the meeting the guy wanted to fist pump me when I wanted to shake his hand and I'm like I don't know if this would have happened to me (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. you know what I'm saying so (laughs) like little things like that where I question like situations this is just a bit mm. but but by by no means there's just sometimes you know cultural misunderstandings and things like that but they're sometimes the things that I, I think people get them in any walk of life um different different things that they they don't feel are quite acceptable mm-hmm. but i'd say some of the things like that are things that i will notice that i find difficult um but i've been really lucky and like i said it before it's not everyone's path but in my career i don't know any of the setbacks i might have had have never really felt like setbacks because something has come up from underneath and really blown me away mm-hmm. you know and surprised me um so yeah yeah what um for younger dancers trying to break into the industry or they're currently in it and maybe struggling and they're not where they want to be what advice would you give them you know what i'm i'm not even a, you know what i'm gonna be I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be the dream killer. Um, but no, that's not the dream killer. That's the reality maker. The reality maker. This is not for everyone. Um, being in this game is not for everyone and not, or, and not because it's not about talent or look, but you have to have a solid look at yourself. If you, if you haven't yet, if things haven't happened to you by accident to where you realize where your position is in the industry, mm-hmm. have, have a look around you at what's happening. Be smart. Try and find out where you fit in. And that doesn't mean that's where you fit in forever. Mm-hmm. But we all need a break somewhere. Mm-hmm. And 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 that doesn't and that's also that's also not because, you know, anyone can't achieve anything either. But it's just like if we're trying to make the probability bigger for us to get a break, then we have to be smarter and 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 look around and see where we where we fit. Like what type of jobs like who are we mm-hmm. like in, in the grand scheme of things? And um, I think it's different now. I think people are really getting picked for different things. Like back in the day, there were quite a lot of people who were able to cross many different boundaries, mm-hmm. be like the cool dancer and the cool artist job, be on the like kind of like the big old school artist job, be on the fashion job, be on the commercial, be on whatever. And I think nowadays there are really people who are so strong within their niche that mm-hmm. like, you're hiring this person for this and that person for Own that your niche. and this person for that. And that that closes a lot of, you know, a lot of doors. And it doesn't mean you can't can't break in, but I think I think one of the main things for young dancers is really be smart, really be open, really look around you, really be observant. Don't be bitter. Mm-hmm. Um make change where you can make change, but do it for the right reasons, man. Do it with good graces. Yeah. Do it because you're killing it. Be fired up because with Bingo. a positive energy, not a negative exactly. one. Exactly. Not bitterness, I guess. Exactly. And um those things always always stem, you know, they always they always help you out. But the reality, reality, reality of it is is that sometimes doing all the things right 
doesn't mean that it's going to happen. And I just think for anyone who's really wanting to have a life, like a real life, like have a house and a car and a kid and a family and all of those things, like, you know, it's not even to be a dream killer, but like I'm getting to that stage where things like family and things like life are really, really important to me and um, the forward movement of all those things. And I just think you, you've got to be smart in, in your career about how many years you want to spend on stuff like that. Without it having a knock-on effect to the other stuff. Yeah, and you want to you wanna get somewhere with everything else because trust me, it's so much more fulfilling. Mm-hmm. It's so much more fulfilling to be able to travel and love someone and watch someone grow up and if you can find a way to do that and something you love alongside it you know that doesn't give you the same kind of stresses then maybe that's a direction to to think about so they're the things that i just i'm I'm sorry to sound bleak but they're the things that i I would love to put out there for for young dancers that yeah there's there's more to life there's more to life and I think just just being aware of that, the best dancers I've always known, you know, this always stems to back, taking it back to that. The best dancers I've always known have had a life. Mm-hmm. They've always been humans, mm-hmm. the most successful dancers. So, yeah, and I might not even say, maybe not even the best dancers, but what made them successful is their humanity. Mm-hmm. Sometimes They're, they have a way to relate to people and to you know to jobs and to being a performer and to do all these things that you know have people wanting them to be around but then also um but then also make them good in the moment it makes them smart makes mm-hmm. them cultured and i think yeah like that that's that's important yeah. you know it's it's super super important we're humans before we're dancers i mean and I think that that's something that, you know, no one can ever deny. You know, mm-hmm. people always, they'll see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because as soon as you relate to someone, there's automatically a relationship. 100%. And not to say that that's what gets people jobs, but once you're getting your foot in the door, you know, someone, people want to be got, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. like, they want to be got, like the people who are employing you and stuff like that, like they have like, you know, moments of insecurity, moments whatever too. Like they want to be understood. Mm-hmm. They want to be understood as well. So, you know, if it's got to be, but it's got to be real. You mm-hmm. can't fake these things. And I think the more you have a life, the more you genuinely have interest in being human and being around different people and different energies and learning and all those kind of things will, you know, stand you in good stead. Mm-hmm. Um, don't be closed off. It's it's quite easy to read when when people are. Um, and just be, just be a student of life. Yeah, you know. Because I, I, I experienced that firsthand. I remember when we the first time I did uh, worked with Nicole. Yeah. And we went to Malta. Yeah. And it was like me and five, four other dancers, and they were all going out drinking. Like every night they'd go out partying with Nicole, yeah, yeah. and I was like, nope. Like I'm fucking this job up. I'm going to bed. I'm getting up early. I'm going to the gym. I'm making sure there is no way I can do wrong on this yeah. job. And I remember one day she was like, oh, hey, boring, like that. And I was like, what? Like, I'm the one doing everything right. I'm the one that's being the professional. I'm the one that's got my shit together. I haven't got a step wrong. You know what I mean? Like, in rehearsal, like, I'm on it. And actually, 
I was the least involved with the group because I was the least mm. human. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So then I made sure, like, and that was a wake-up call. I was be like, you know what? Maybe I need to go and socialize and get the, let them know Kane the person and know that I'm not yeah. the boring robot that just make sure I know the dance and do but the I job think, properly. But the good thing about you with something like that is that you're also actually, you have that humanity in you and you were just trying to make a good choice because the job was important to you. But some people, when they go and they attempt to then do that, it's not real. Yeah, they're putting out a false version you know of mean? them. Yeah, and and just you might not be right for a certain kind of situation. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you're, you're right. Like, totally right. Like, people used to always when I was young, people always used to think I was weird because I didn't drink until I was like 23 years old. So I had like six years of working as a dancer and I didn't really like drink or kind of like socialize. So I felt very lucky that like, like I had other ways of being like human and being relatable. I had like, you know, when I was actually present, I was really interested in talking to everyone, really interested in finding this out and that yeah. out and about you and about your mom and your life and your blah, blah, and your this, that. I don't know why, man. Was, maybe my mom took me to too many like family parties or something like that. But, <laughs> I just used to kind of conversate with like people of, from different walks of life. Mm. And I guess all of those things come into your, into your, into your world. But it's funny you say that because I remember same thing. I remember one night I was on one tour on an arena tour for an artist and I didn't go out to a party after the O2 arena show. And I had a job lined up for an artist that I really wanted to work with that could have then led to their tour but it was definitely going to lead to their promo. And it was what I was going to be on anyway, starting on my birthday as well. And after that night, someone else who was on the same job as me who went out was then the person who was the, part of that that story when that was something that had always been, like I was always having it communicated to me that I was going to be a part of. Uh -huh. And then that just happened. And I realized, I mean, I knew it before, but in that moment I realized, raw like... Yo, like, it is literally, like, moments, like, little moments, little things really change the course of what's mm -hmm. happening. I mean, I've got no regrets. Yeah. You know, but... Because everyone always says the word, like, networking. You yeah. Know, you've got to go out and network. And then some people go, well, I'm not going to go out and kiss ass. And, and I yeah. believe that it's not about kissing ass. It's just about going out and letting people know who you are and the kind of person that they're going to be employing. Because if they just know you, how you move, but they don't know what you're like to talk to, the, yeah. you, some of your interests, why are they going to want to spend the next three months with you? Yeah. Let alone the next week. It's true. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you start to learn that. Once I became more open as a person, I don't think I ever, I was quite lucky. I never really got to this point where I had to think about networking because I was luckily, I liked talking to people. And when Same. I was in those <laughs> situations, I was able to to do that. But when I first started dancing, I, I mean, I came from, I mean, we don't really have a hood in England. Like, it's not like people are getting, <laughs> like, I mean, people are getting shot, but like, it's not, you know what I mean? It's not like yeah. the same kind of levels of like projects in America, but I yeah. definitely came from a situation and a mentality that I wasn't really, really trying to fuck with everyone. Mm -hmm. You know, like I remember always saying it to people as a joke, like I didn't have headshots for years. I didn't have anyone's phone number, but like three other dancers for years. You know, and I was I was just lucky that the time of when, you know, I was dancing and stuff, I was still able to have a career because now in this day and age when you've got to be on so much stuff, uh -huh. I don't even know. I don't think I don't think it could be repeated. Yeah. I don't think what I did could be repeat. My journey could be repeated now. No yeah. way. 
It's a whole different world we're in. Yeah. No, wait. Like, even then it was like, not even like regular the way things went down for me. So, you know, I didn't have headshots. I didn't, I didn't know anyone. I didn't know anything about entertainment. I didn't know the way to like be, you know, like I didn't know the way to be like, you know, I had an aggressive demeanor, you know, as well, you know, like a little bit, (laughs) yeah, a little bit edgy at times. Do you know what I mean? But I think, you know, my hunger, my enthusiasm was definitely something that kept me seeming like happy person as opposed to like this kind of dark natured individual. And, um, and yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Like you're saying, man, it's just really, it's really important to, to have people know who you are. It's a business. It's a business and businesses thrive on relationships. Yeah. And that's, you know, all different businesses. And it's unfortunate that we're in an industry where, you know, people go, it's not personal, it's business, but our personality is our business. Yo, you like, like and there's the, not many businesses that are like that. Uh, if I'm honest, there there are. Yeah. Most, I think most businesses are like that. I think, I think as performers, as dancers, as artists in entertainment, we need to get ourselves out, our heads out of this box that we're in some unique bubble where like these things affect us because. I tell you something, they affect, like, they affect everyone. Like, you know, when, like, we're lucky with the fact that when we're getting hired, we're often getting hired as more than one. Yeah. We're getting hired as, like, maybe four or maybe eight. Like, it's not very often, like, oh, we're just hiring one guy, you know, or something like that. So we're lucky in that sense. But other people, friends of mine who are in other, and that's the other thing, get friends who do other stuff so you can <laughs> know what's actually happening in the world because... Because when I talk to some of my friends and they're like, oh, but like, you know, this other guy got a promotion over me and he's been there a little bit longer. Him and the manager both go and play like Sunday league together or like they're on the same thing. Like, you know, these things, these things are real. Like this this stuff really happens. You know, people aren't always. um... Yeah, you know, it's, it's just not unique to our industry. But I think people realize that when they broaden their horizons there are some things that are unique to our industry you know what i mean like you know having like being mixed race or being ginger is not gonna really stop well you say it's not gonna stop you from getting front they can't say it will stop you yeah but it could (laughs) be the thing that i've been i've been cut out of auditions many times when i take my hat off at the end and they're like oh you ain't hip-hop whatsoever like motherfucker i mean in dance yeah they can kind of get away with it but i mean in other industries they might not be able to get away with the fact that we're not gonna hire you because you're black (laughs) <laughs> like that's really gonna go down like a fucking lead balloon but in our industry someone can say we're only looking for white boys yeah but it's also because it comes from a different place you know what I mean it's not really a, I don't know can creativity be racist I guess it, it can I, did, I, I never got know. called into Chris Brown thing because of my headshots cause, and I was told quote I didn't look hip hop but because they judged me by my picture twos twos I gatecrashed the edition I'm the only white boy at the end like, you know what I mean? It's like judged yeah. by a picture. So I guess to a degree, but we don't say it's discrimination or racism because it's not, it's yeah. just part of the nature of the beast that we're in. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, I guess it's different things, you know, like I know for myself, if I'm trying to, if I'm doing a job and I'm making a creative choice about something and I want all blonde girls, I want all the girls to be blonde, white and blonde. And that's just literally because I'm like, this is the aesthetic I'm just trying to create, not because of it's a race thing. It's just like, 
It's a visual. It's a visual thing. Yeah, it's and like a costume. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's where it, when it's like someone's like, oh, you might not be this style because you look this way. You're not hip hop enough, this, that, and the other. Yeah. That's a, that's not a visual trait. That's like a perception yeah. thing. Like they're perceiving you to not be that way. And then, and then they're also thinking maybe audiences won't perceive you to be that way. Mm. I think that's the one good thing about time moving on now is that way more people can be perceived to be different things because they have avenues and access to showing other people that they're about about this life about mm. whatever life it is mm. no definitely I think it made things bro broader so I'm hoping in entertainment because of those things more decisions are being made just from a aesthetic from a creative viewpoint than like a judgmental perception kind of thing but it also it also depends on how much people are trying to expose themselves to as well yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still feel like if I rocked up to an audition and they asked me to freestyle and they picked me a song, they're going to pick me a black people's song or what's deemed to be a, you know, a song that I might be interested in. And then you get some song that you hate. Well, not even that, but just, you know, you sometimes you want to show your chops at something that people wouldn't expect. Yeah. Be like me rocking in and then going, here's Ed Sheeran. I mean, <laughs> Jimmy, you're wanting ginger. You can dance to this. I mean, in America, I feel like they might do something like that to you. Over yeah. here, I feel like people, people because you've been in the game, would assume hip hop. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they wouldn't play like, you know, they wouldn't play some kind of like some some classical jazz for you or, you know, something that really like maybe or something cinematic that made your brain really think about how you tell this story. Yeah. It would be like an assumption, you know. Yeah. It's coming with a snapback on, like. Yeah. Judge, read the book. Like, yeah. read the cover. Oh, yeah, you know. Make he, did a, he did a six step in his freestyle. Fuck, like, you know. My, yeah. this, this, is, this is the life he's living. <laughs> you must give him this. This is hip hop. <laughs> this is hip hop. He is hip hop. <laughs> he is it. Well, bro, thank you so much for coming on my podcast. It's all good. It's man. been a pleasure. Yeah. Been trying to get you on here for a minute as well. But I know. you are we're well, you're the busiest person in the world and then I'm like pretty busy, but you're busier. Uh, well, you're busy, man. I feel like one of the one good thing is that we got to do it. I feel like one thing that's gonna kind of have it feeling like um didn't get not as many not as many in the game secrets kinda came out, but I'm hoping some life secrets got shared <laughs> yeah well the whole point is that people can attach to something and relate to something and add it to their journey yeah no matter what that may be whether it's a good thing or a bad thing yeah because you know if i could go back and tell my 18 year old self all the things i knew now fuck how much easier that would have been so this is a yeah, platform man. or even just have information from people who have done it yeah this is a platform for people to mm. hear those experiences and if they see your path and your career and go i want to do what he did then they've got something they could possibly relate to as opposed to zero idea how to get there just letting everyone out don't know you can never be me you can never be you never be me there's only one me no i'm there's <laughs> near to us <laughs> no i'm joking i'm joking but yeah man this is important that people understand there's more to more to this than than just you know doing it man just be be a human man and enjoy your life do what makes you feel good Amen to that. Yeah, do what makes you feel good. If it don't, don't feel good, you, feel you good. probably shouldn't be doing it. Yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes though, make the compromises to see. 
because you know as humans we can learn to like new things mm -hmm. there's some things in my life that i didn't think i would like that i now quite enjoy <laughs> so yeah you know be open to try as yeah. well don't always just shut stuff down just because in the initial thing you didn't like it mm. i but guess that's what's on if you still keep well. not liking it that, yeah, if you still keep on like not liking it, and you you know you got you got to make a choice, responsible choice to change it and call time on it. Dope. Thank yeah. you so much, bro. So good. Pow. We out. Thank you for listening to the Ins and Outs podcast. Please share with your friends and family and every person you know, even people you pass on the street. Be like, yo, what's up, motherfucker? Listen to Kane Silver and the Ins and Outs podcast. Please. If you listen on iTunes, leave us a five-star rating and review. I can't tell you how much that means. Subscribe. We've also got a YouTube channel, at The Ins and Outs. Uh, there's one video posted on there, but I'm going to try to start filming more podcasts to put on there so you can see it. So, yeah, please keep following. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Share the love. Peace, one love. We out.